So, today is March 6, 2021, and it just so happens that I'm on the third recording of this like three-part series apparently, where the first recording I made was like, hey, this is how we made it to card stand, da-da-da, started doing like official record-keeping, homeschooling style over in this area of the world. And then, um, and then transitioning to like year two, so that was like year one, and then my next recording was like year two and three-ish. Um, and then into year nine, where, where it was the year where I was like, yeah, this is okay. Like, cause year one was like, yeah, this is all right. Like, this is totally kosher, good, child-friendly, da-da-da. Next year, it was like, yeah, no, you guys are going crazy. I'm not going to be a part of that. So then I just thought, well, I'm not going to be a part of that ever again. So I just, like, was like, yeah, we're doing our thing, and we're doing our thing. So I did that for two years. But then, lo and behold, I didn't, like, get to predict how much developmentally, as a family, we would really need assistance and support as a, with assistance. So thankfully, you know, like, we could associate with different clubs and organizations in the community until we could get back on the bandwagon of having a little bit more support in that dynamic through like teachers and stuff. So then on year, like so year four, um, yeah, year four we got back on the bandwagon with like having teachers and teacher time stuff and like um, those kinds of things, like classes and things. And it was all right. Like it was all right in the sense that it was working and like being helpful. But on the other end, I was like, I swear, I was like, I had a newborn that year or something. So it was like, it was killing me to pieces to be a part of that system. Hate having to wake up my baby in between every single thing and feel like I have so much weight and responsibility to show up at a certain thing on time with a newborn baby. Like this is just nutty. So I was fed up with the system being being connected with that system to do that part of my life. And I was like, yep, yeah, everyone's just gonna do rat school next year. It's all good. We're just gonna just move on. And then my husband's like, wait, wait, wait. Let's try it again. Let's try it again with me doing it. And I was like, okay, if you think you want to do that, you go for that. Like, my brave soul, right? It was like, I would never wish this life on anyone, right? Like, it's, it's just like my life, right? It's like every aspect of my life is so difficult and challenging that I really wouldn't wish it on anybody unless if they were on that bandwagon of stream of thought to be like, no, there's a different way. There's another way to do this. And I believe that it could have generational difference, right? If they were on that bandwagon already, then I'd be like, sure, this will make a generational difference. That's why I'm doing it. I'm not doing it because it's fancy and beautiful and pretty and like streamlined and like easy to follow. And like, I'm doing it because I know I'm a pioneer and a pioneer's work is dirty and messy and like, just like figuring it out and innovating and all of this kind of stuff, right? So then I was like, you, if you want to do style with me, you go for it, because it's not going to be pretty, right? Like, but I had faith in him. I was like, sweet, if you're on the bandwagon, yes, because you have an amazing ability to make things streamlined in a way that I don't have those skills yet to just like everything I touch turns into cleanliness and tidiness and like green thumb, everything that has anything to do with organization and like everything, right? So then we started that bandwagon. And it's been good in the sense that I have the freedom to just be myself. You know, like I don't have all of this extra weight baggage of thinking that I need to have a teacher hat on and like 
think that I need to have certain conversations with certain people and be confrontational about this, that, or the other. And when I'm not even trying to be confrontational, but then it turns out confrontational, and then I'm like flooding people. And I was like, I'm done with that life. Like, I'm just done. I'm done, done, done. I just want to be myself. I just want to have a relationship with my children and my family. And I just don't want to have any of those extra weights and responsibilities that come with, you know, like being in that kind of a system. So like before we even decided that my husband would take charge in that aspect, I was actually, you know, I was deciding between two things. One was deciding to choose no board with any school system so that we could just do our thing and we didn't have to have any confrontational anythings with anybody to check up on anything. Um, because that was my style. I was like, yeah, that would be way more healthier for me. Um, and then, but then there was the other side of it too, where I was like, but then there's that other side where it's a new thing. And I wouldn't ever want to put ourselves into a situation where we have a random person showing up because they, they mentioned in the like rules of that system, because there's three systems. It's like one system is like something, something, government supports, gives you a certain amount of money, and you're able to access certain things, right? That's one system, let's say system A. Then there's system B where government gives you like half as much money and you don't get the support of teachers, for example. They, it's like they, they aren't allowed to talk to you, basically. Like, because they're not being paid to, to talk to you. They can only talk to you like twice a year. That's like the, the you know, option B. And then there's option C where I was thinking, oh yeah, no money, no teachers, Great, but then maybe somebody will come by once a year or something just to say, hey, how's it going or something like that. Or like, or maybe like they, they might get the, the need to feel like, oh, we need to check up on this family. And I didn't really like that third option. I liked it to the point where it's like no, no money, no teachers, um, because then that meant no confrontation with me and my kids or any of that kind of stuff because I was done with that. Um, I was ready to just have my own life with my own family and not have to have any interaction with outside people, like as a regular necessity kind of thing. Um, and I was just done with that. But then the third option was appealing until that last little line that said, hey, like every so often there might be somebody to come and check on you or something of what you're doing with your homeschool. I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. And then it didn't really specify if it would be like a homeschool facilitator or some random government person. And I was like, yeah, no, I just don't want any of that either. Like, so then I was like, yeah, rat school. Yeah, we're just gonna go. We're gonna go travel somewhere, live somewhere else, and we're just gonna do that because I don't fit into anybody's system. And then my husband's like, no, let's try option A again. Let's just try it again. I'll try. I'll figure out how to do it. I'm like, yeah, yeah, we can figure out how to do it. That'd be awesome. Because like, really, my system. My system is like not even accommodated for in all of this area. It's like, it's just not, it's like they don't believe in parents' ability to do a great job. Like they just, they need to have some hand in there. You know, it's almost like, you know, like I talk about, I talked about this like the child tax benefit. It's like, I wish it was kind of like that, where, you know, parents have a baby, like all the kids that people, parents have a baby's like under six or something, the government gives them like, I don't know, like 200 to $500 per child. Just, just as a, hey, you had a baby, here's money because we have money available for parents that have young children kind of thing. And then they, and they don't have like government people check on you to see how you're parenting or what you're doing or how you're feeding them or like 
what you're doing. Like, they don't check on every single parent and every single child, like, that they are giving money to, right? So I have no idea why that's even built into the homeschool, like, record-keeping system with education. Like, I honestly feel like the best-case scenario would be if there was a reformation, restoration of education, and we could do, like, similar to when they did um, separation of, like, state, um, it was like separation of state and religion or something, um, where basically it was like, it used to be where people, they were like accountable to the government about the religion that they had and those kinds of things. But then at some point somebody said, hey, we need to just have freedom of religion, right? Like, so people don't feel boxed in to have to only choose one religion if they're cho choosing to live here. So people can just choose what religion they want to choose, right? And then they're like, yeah, that makes sense. So then they separated. Government does government stuff, and then religion does their religion stuff, and it's separate. And then, so then I was like, yeah, that makes sense. I think there needs to be a separation now of like government and education. In the same way that in the States, they separate um, government and health, right? Like they have private institutions. When you wanna go see a doctor, you go pay for it, right? Same with education. I think it should be the same way. It's like if you want to get an education, you go. It's the same with like second post-secondary education. Like why? I don't understand this whole system where it's like people are boxed into being the government to to do it a certain way according to how the government does it. But it's just too broad of a business. Like if I were to talk about the government as a business, I just don't think they're doing a, an exceptional job. You know, like I just feel like it's too broad. It's too big. It's not like I just feel like small businesses just have it have it right, right? Like they take the time to care for their customers, and they take the time to get to know them, and they take the time to really like do a great job for them. And if they don't do it, then they don't get paid, right? And it's just like it just makes sense. It's kind of like I think there was a story in China something where it was like you go and see a doctor, and if you're not getting healthier, then they don't get paid. You know, like they only get paid if you're if what they're doing is actually helping you, right? But they don't get paid if nothing is working, right? And I feel like that's like the system that we need. We need to be have the freedom, you know, because if we have the same kind of deal, right? We have the teachers that we work with, but if they were associated with a business, like for example, like a private education business, whatever, and then we could just access their services that way. You know, and then like, and then we're kind of in a culture where everybody is like in an entrepreneurial state. So everybody can like either barter or, or like, you know, pay for whatever services they're looking for because we're kind of already in that exchange of being, taking ownership and full responsibility of our resources, of our self-reliance to the point where it, like, it would be nobody left behind truly because everybody has something to barter, right? Especially if they just take any moment to think about what they could do. And even for the people that don't know how to build a business or start a business or whatever, or afford the education they would want, we would have classes for that. We would teach people how to become self-reliant enough so that they could then afford all the education that they would ever want because clearly nobody, like I don't believe that anybody, the Heavenly Father wants any of his children to be undereducated. You know, I feel like it's straight in the Doctrine and Covenants. We're studying it even this year. It's my favorite verse in the whole Doctrine and Covenants. And it talks about all, all of this idea of like how the knowledge in this life that we acquire will be for the benefit of, you know, for us in the eternities, right? Where it's just saying like how, like it's just so obvious there how much 
how my father believes in education, how much the prophet is trying to teach us that education is a priority. And I said this, ooh, <laughs> I'm a little baby. <laughs> a baby, baby. somebody or like find them on Facebook or whatever, right? So like, that's amazing that I can have access to these authors instead of sending them snail mail, like, and just wait if they're going to reply. Like they reply like within five minutes if I send them something, like a letter and be like, hey, I really love your stuff. But then they both think. So I'm like, oh my goodness, they just sent it under, right? It's like a big deal to me. But anyways, like there's that. And then there's like libraries, right? Like before, you would go to the library and you'd be limited to like whatever you searched, if it was actually at your library or not. And, you know, and then they advanced 10 years later to be like, oh, hey, we're just going to couple all these libraries together so that it's not just people don't have access to just one library. They'll have access to like 10, 20, 30, 50, 100 libraries. If they just search something, we'll just put it into the database for all 100 libraries, right? And then find out if it's in any one of those, and then we'll we'll just give it to them for free. You know, like we used to have to pay like a dollar, five dollars, ten dollars to get it shipped, and then and then to have access to these books. Like that's what it used to be ten years ago when I was doing all the First Nations research stuff. Like you had to pay for books that you had to borrow that came from far away. But it was like they're just like, no, it's all good. Like they've had it covered now, right? So it's like there's so much accessibility. Accessibility for, to find mentors, accessibility to find content, um, and accessibility, like most importantly, to receive revelation, right? Like where we can just hear him. We can just like, be, yeah, that's fine. Um, we can just be in a process to just be like getting even more clarity of how we can hear him. Like hear our Savior, Jesus Christ, and just really get to know his voice. And what is it? You know, so I'm just so delighted to just be where I'm headed. You know, like I have all these little ideas. I have all these, you know, hopes and wishes and dreams and things like that. And, you know, it's so revitalizing for me to visit with certain friends that are like my all-star innovation friends. Like I go and visit them and then they just show me all these like five new things that they've added to their house or, you know, different things that they're doing and like systems that they've been figuring out and just all of this kind of stuff. And I'm like, you know what? The 
the world is good. You know, like, even if I can't change, like, the whole world or the whole, like, country or, like, the whole province all in one shot, maybe I can just do it just like my friends do in their little home where they just create systems for their little grandkids, and that's what they do, and it does change the world, right? It just does. So maybe I'm talking about all this, because maybe one day I'm going to have grandkids, and I'm going to have them all around me, and, like, maybe one of them might, like, take some of my ideas and be like, hey, I like that idea. Like, I can do that. You know, like, I'd be ready to just, like, commit my life to go and do that. Like, because it is, like, a life work, right? It's like, you know, I have all these ideas, but, like, no, I don't want to be a principal. I don't want to be a teacher. I don't want to be, like, a, a prime minister or a mayor or, like, a like a provincial leader. Like, I just don't. Like, I just don't. It's, I'm not a fit to those things, but I do have all these ideas of ways that I think that things could be improved, like, majorly. You know, all the things that I said about... Couldn't we just think about this from the basis of like education in the same way that when the church was restored It was like could we just do the Church of Christ like do we have to have all this extra stuff? Because that's kind of how I see it. It's like, you know before the church was restored There was all these different groups of churches, right? And then you know as they evolved over time or died or whatever You know our church has maintained this like standard of like no this has got to be just exactly what Jesus Christ wants, right? And then all these other churches, every time I go to somebody's, my friend's churches and go to their services, like, I just feel a little bit irky. You know, like, there was different aspects of it that just weren't reverent, where they just have loud rock music to, like, introduce their, like, meetings. And I'd be like, I have no idea when this was written in. To <laughs> like, like, and, and, and it's clear. It's like, this is for sure not the Church of Christ, right? Like, this is not how we introduce a funeral service, right? Like, it's just like, this is not the way to do that. And I, I understand that they were probably trying to appeal to the younger crowds and get some level of, like, popularity with the younger people so that they could feel like they had a rock concert to go to every week or something. And that's okay, because some people believe in doing it that way, right? And, like, and some people love that. They love that their part of worshiping is, like, a rock concert, right? Um, and then, you know, and then there's all these other people. Like, I just don't want to be judgmental of other people's faiths and how they do things. Um, and at the same time, it's, like, that's kind of how I feel like education is becoming right now. It's becoming too much, like, in a public way. Like, whether it's the public way or, like, the West Wind, like, you know, it's just, it's like they're focused too much on the rock concert version of what this is versus just the basics of what, what does Heavenly Father want us to learn? You know, like what is going to be the most important things that we could be learning? Like if we had a bucket list of all the things that we wanted to learn in this life, you know, that were important to learn, like what would that be? And what would that look like to learn it, right? You know, when the first was church, church was organized, like, they translated these plates, and they had a, a Book of Mormon, and then they would study that and talk about it, right? They would study and talk, study and talk, study and talk. That's all it was, you know? And then it was like, hey, here's this Doctrine and Covenants, the Book of Commandments now that we have. And so it's like study and talk, study and talk, study and talk, right? And that's, like, why I just love this one philosophy of education that I follow so like as as closely as possible because they're all about just like read it you know read it just to read it then find out if you want to read it again and then like color it basically and then after you do the coloring step then talk about it with others 
after you do the t talking about a step, then you move on to, hey, let's do it, like, let's teach people about this, you know, like, let's set up something so I can teach someone about the principles that I learned from this. Done. You've learned it, right? Like, you're, you're good. You, you move on to the next or whatever. Like, I'm sure it's more, a little more complex than that, but, like, that's the basics, right? That is the, ba the base basics of learning anything. Especially for a person that's ready to, like, be rigorous in their studies, you know, which is when, which is when a lot of the learning happens anyways. All the learning that happens before a person's ready to, like, truly study books that way is just, it's all preparatory. It's all beautiful preparatory. It's, it's helping their human development as a, as a person with a body, you know, so that their brain, their hands, everything can be strong and sturdy, you know, and then to the point where then... You know, like they've had enough life experience and context opened up between those ages of like birth to 12 and like life experience so that once they study into those books, it's like, oh, well, I'm happy to stay here for a while because these are like amazing concepts that just bring together all of the life experience that I've already gotten to experience through nature, through interacting with people, through serving others, through you know, all the other fun ideas and books that I've been exposed to before this. And then it's just like once they get to study these like other more hardcore books, like leveling up, it's just like it just it just brings it down to an even more deeper level. So like that's kind of what I'm seeing. It's just like I'm just kind of fed up with with all of the rock star rock concert style stuff versions of what people are talking about of wanting. And I'm just like, no, that's really not where I'm going with that. I'm like, I really just want teacher time, right? Like, I just want, like, I just want to be able to have that as, like, a, a very important outlet of, of being able to just have access. So I'm just, like, building up my courage so I can, like, get into this space to be confrontational with others to just, like, get that point across in the most like healthy way possible in the most receptive way possible without getting a little too heated about things um because i'm realizing that because i'm not saying anything like i might say something in a survey but i'm not like standing up and saying anything like it's making it so then it's just going to turn in like my fear is going to turn into a rock concert style or it's going to turn into like an all online virtual style um and all everything else that I just wouldn't want at all. Um, but at the same time, it's like, how much say do I actually have? Like, how much voice do I actually have? I don't know. But all I know is that like, I have the Holy Ghost with me and I'll just pray that I'll, I will have some level of articulation where the Holy Ghost can impress upon whoever's mind that I need to talk to so that that can be clearly conveyed and that that can be preserved as something for the coming years of like of our time being like doing our education style in this community right because i don't know how much longer we'll be here like because we're gonna own the house in like maybe a couple years and like after we own it we might just want to travel and like rent out the house or whatever and so we might not even be very much in tune with this community and who knows how long the teachers that are currently there will even work there right because like you know, from what I can tell, like, they're, they're kind of in my same mindset, and they're kind of in the same place of, like, yeah, I don't know how long I can stand being in this system, right? Like, because it's just totally contrary to our philosophy. Thankfully, I have a very clear, like, equal philosophy to all the teachers that I'm, like, communicating with. Hey! 
Um, and so we're all on the same page. It's just the system that we're kind of locked into in some ways. I just feel like, you know, we're all kind of just waiting for the world to end a little bit, like to, for everything to be broken apart so that we can actually just do the things that, we, that we've been wanting to do like without the system, right? Like that, that's just like the clear-minded, sensible, reasonable way of doing things, like from the, from the grassroots up, right? Like it's just, oh, I'm just so grateful for this. any level of perspective that I can gain about this, about moving forward. And like, and at, like me, along with other teachers that I'm talking with, like we're just praying. We're just praying that we're going to get some level of inspiration and revelation so that we can be as helpful as possible in the very situation that we're in right now um, to be able to influence for good and like for like, like for like the generational stuff, right? Like, and not just for like the next 10 years, right? Like, no, this is, this has got to work for generations. Like if we're not going to make it work for generations, then what's, what are we doing? Like, why are we even doing what we're doing? It's like, it's just all my thought process ever since pandemic stuff started. It's like, it just really helped me to hunger down and be like, yeah, I don't want to waste my time anymore pranking my body from being healthy or pranking my life from actually being able to move forward with my life goals. Like, I'm just ready to move forward with purpose and just do that and not have to do all this extra distraction stuff that's just not even a part of what my life purpose is. So that's kind of some of the thought process that I'm working with right now. And because I'm nursing a baby, I can't end the recording, so I might as well think of other things that I'm grateful for. Because I'm really grateful, because I was studying the Book of Mormon today, and I was just so delighted that I, like, you know, I got to pray for a while, and I just got to mention, like, every single person that I could think of, which is really nice, because there's people that I know of, and they're suffering, you know, like, they're trying to heal from wounds, and then, or they're, like, they're having a hard time, because, like, they're feeling lonely, or, like, they're just, like, there's just people in my life, and I'm just praying for them, that they'll be able to just have the strength and comfort that Heavenly Father wants to give them, right, and that they'll be able to access that. So I really love that I can pray for them, because prayer works, it just does. You know, in the same way that I need to pray some more about China. Because really, in six years, I just want to be there. I want to be in my village. I want to take the same trip that these, like, my China Roots people have taken. I want to, like, leave from Guangzhou South Train to the Hoi Peng City and then get take a drive from Hoi Peng to, like, Feng Ole. Um, no, Hubei. Hubei? Hubei? Um, and then, you know, take time there and then, like, stay overnight in Hoi Ping and then next day go to Feng and just, like, be there, right? And, like, talk to the people. And, and by that time, I'm going to be fluent. I'm going to be fluent in Hubei and Hoi Pingese and Toy Sanese um, so I can talk with the villagers. And I'm going to be so much more fluent in Cantonese. And I'm going to know a little bit more Mandarin. Um, probably a lot more Mandarin because I think I'm going to need it because I think Cantonese is only like a Guangzhou thing and I'm pretty sure that I'm going to have to know a little bit more Mandarin so I can like get around a little better because um, yeah like if I'm just going to talk with anybody traveling around I'll probably have to speak Mandarin because that's what they learned in school and you know anybody that I, that's going to know anything most likely they're going to be people that have gone to school or something right um, so that's good and yeah, like I'm praying. I'm just praying 
that the the leaders in their country will be receptive to the church and be able to like start having people worshiping there and then have a temple to be able to be made there so then I can find all these names and I can go to the temple in China and we can just have an amazing time because by the time I have 11 more years until everybody in my family can go to the temple together and by that time I hope that we could go to like the Hong Kong temple like, it would be so cool to be able to, like, track down this Lizzie D lady and, like, be able to, like, write letters to her or whatever, right? And just, like, get to know her and then, like, go and visit her at her farm. Like, that would be, that would just make me die. I would just be so delighted. Like, cause, and, and just, like, be there and sit there and watch her do her stuff, right? And not have it on video, but just, like, watch her live doing it. Like, it would just be so much fun for me. Because she's just so good at making things beautiful. It's like, but at the same time, I actually feel super delighted right now that I get to live where I live. Because I get to do that with people here, with the locals here. I get to go to, like, my friend's house that's, like, super hardcore innovative. And I get to be there and watch her, like, make her composting toilet. And, like, make her, like, ditch in the garage and, like, fill it with water. And, like, and you know, like, have all these storage places for everything all over. And, and like, storage places for water, for all the rainwater. And storage places for, like compost and like you know like this is like a world that she's created where it's completely self-sustainable and I'm just like blown away like just completely just like I love it so much so that's what I love it's like I want to travel the world and meet the locals in every continent and especially the locals that are completely self-sufficient right like I love to learn all of their tactics of how they like what processes have they learned and, and like most the most innovative styles that they've like acquired over time and like heavenly inspiration that they've received to just like find ways to make it do um, or do without kind of styles and I'm just like so delighted to do that.